when someone's in the growth mode or a hustle mode of a business, they can kind of just take on anything and they can allow poor boundaries to be set in the first instance. Like, you know, how many times do you have a client where, you know, you go, oh my God, I got a bad feeling about this client, but you take them on anyway, right? And it's the same kind of thing with your time and your your personal space. When a customer or a potential customer messages you at 10 o'clock on a Friday night, and you really need the work, quite often we're gonna make that decision to reply to that message. No doesn't have to be no, never. It can be, but no can also be a no, not right now. No and, no but. So can yes, yes can be yes, I would like to meet with you, but in three months time. You don't have to think of it purely black and white. I'm either saying yes or no. There are shades of yes and no. It's the value, it's the certainty I have within me around what I will and will not tolerate. And I think that's a big part of what these boundaries are is you getting clear on what you will and will not tolerate and shifting that, then building the muscle of learning to say no. Hey there, it's Pete Moriarty here, and I am joined by my amazing co-host, Carl Taylor. You are listening to Entrepreneurs Rising. We want to rise the tide and rise all boats with it. This is a show for entrepreneurs, helping you to build a better business and a better life. Now, this episode is going to be a quick, short one, because this is important for us to get an important point across, and I'm going to share an example of our point around boundaries and saying no and making sure that you are valuing yourself and valuing your time with how this episode started. So let me tell you about that. First, I'll say hello to Carl. Hello, Carl. Hey, hey, Pete. Okay, now we're done. Thanks, Carl. So we started this episode and we've just recorded one episode. This is the second one we're recording today. And I said to Carl, I don't feel like doing a whole nother hours episode. I really feel like just going and sitting on the couch. And Carl actually said to me, well, Pete, what if instead we did a shorter episode? And I thought, well, damn, isn't that a really good example of negotiating and boundaries? I expressed my boundary. Carl gave a suggestion to negotiate the boundary. And then I was okay to say yes to that. And I want to kind of use that as a frame to kick off this episode and this short discussion on saying no, keeping your boundaries in check and valuing your time. Now, Carl, apart from creating a life of abundance through income, and we've talked about that in a number of episodes previously, creating a life of abundance, I think we need to be able to really, really well manage our most scarce resource, which is our time. It's the one resource that we can't buy more of, we can't get it back, and seems to slip through like sand through our fingers. And someone told me an amazing analogy that getting older feels like a toilet roll running out, you know, when it, when it gets towards the end, it seems to spin faster and faster and faster. <laughs> nice nice analogy that. for life there. And so Carl, yeah, I'm, I'm interested in, in what your thoughts are here on, you know, what is it to have good boundaries? What is it to really value your time? Because, you know, I know all business owners have to have a journey of this and, and I'm sure you've got some wise words to share with us. Absolutely. I mean, time is the most crucial thing. You need to protect it, whether it's time you're spending with family, friends, or in business, just getting the time to do the focus and things you need. I got a couple of tips, I think, really quick that every business owner needs to think about. Calendar. You need to control your calendar, not other people. When someone says, hey, let's have a meeting, 
That doesn't mean you go, oh, great. Yeah, let's put it in. Check it against your calendar. Start with my process is start with filling up Wednesdays first, you know, fill from the middle of the week out. But even if I'm going to book an appointment, send them something like a Calendly link where you've already set up your available times and people can only book in on the times you've said you're available. That's control of your calendar. That's the first thing to absolutely do. And then the other thing is really just letting to set those expectations for team members that people hit me up on Facebook Messenger, on WhatsApp, on email, Slack all the time. You know what my strategy is? I ignore a lot of it. That's my strategy. It's like, this is not a priority for me. So that my way of telling people that I'll get to them later is I just ignore it. I've got team members to help in some areas, but the rest of it, it's like, I'll get to it. It might be two weeks from now. It might be a month from now, but I'll get to it. I really love that you mentioned that because what it makes me think about is when someone's in the growth mode or a hustle mode of a business, they can kind of just take on anything and they can allow poor boundaries to be set in the first instance. And, you know, I kind of think about like when you're growing a business, how many dicks do you need to suck? And what I mean by that is like, you know, how many times do you have a client where, you know, you go, oh my God, I got a bad feeling about this client but you take them on anyway, right? And it's the same kind yeah. of thing with your time and your, your personal space. When a customer or a potential customer messages you at 10 o'clock on a Friday night and you really need the work, you know, quite often we're going to make that decision to reply to that message. And you know, I think there's so many underlying psychological threads you know, behind and underneath that. I think like codependency type things come up. I think low self-esteem type patterns come up, like needing to be needed. Like, you know, if I say no to this person, then I'm not okay. Or, you know, when I said no to I'm my parents, be abandoned. I was punished or I'll be abandoned or I'll be, for me, it's public shaming. That's the worst one for me. Like if I was to be publicly shamed, like if someone wrote a bad review on our social pages, you know, that would just like kill me. I don't care if it's for the podcast. That's fine. I can take that criticism and I'm pretty well integrated these days. But, you know, like my worst fear is being chased by a current affair through a McDonald's car park or something like that, because the media is painting me as having done something wrong. But Carl, I think for anyone who wants to get better at actually, you know, managing their time, they need to first value their time. And we may have shared this in an earlier episode, but to share it in this quick uh, uh, fire sale episode, if you think about your target revenue for the year, so the total number of your top line sales for the year, and you divide that by 2080, 2080 is a very special number, apart from being a play on the 80, 20 rule. But 2080 is the number of hours that you have each year for work time, roughly based on 40 hours a week, 52 weeks in the year. And so based on that, when you know your total revenue for the business divided by the number of hours you have per year, you know how much money the business needs to generate for each hour that you work in that business per year. Now, you don't have to do all the delivery, but you're responsible for that commercial result every hour. And so when you have that number, and mine is a couple of thousand bucks, I haven't done it, I think two and a half thousand dollars the last time I did it. I now know that anything that I do in my life that is worth less than $2,500 per hour is not good use of my time. And that's the easiest way for you to say, okay, I've been given an opportunity, or I've had someone ask something of me, or you know, here's this customer that's come to me and I'm kind of feeling like I'm needing the money, so I might go ahead and do this. It's an opportunity for you to reflect and say, is my time actually worth engaging in this right now. And let's just cover something here. We're not saying you, instead of doing that thing with the client, you go and sit on the couch, although you're totally welcome to do that. It's about deciding, is this the thing? Is the best use of that hour? Is this the best use of the time? Because 
I don't know about you, Pete, but I still, even now, get a lot of people who will come to me and go, hey, email me or call me up. I mean, I don't take a lot of phone calls. My voicemail says, don't leave me a voicemail, send me a text. I don't answer the phone unless you're already in my phone. There's a whole bunch of things that are my boundaries, but they'll still sometimes be like, hey, let's get together and talk about this thing and let's just see if we can collaborate. Now I'm all for collaboration. I totally am. But there's an earlier version of me that would have just been like, yes, 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 explore everything. Whereas now it's a lot more like, well, hold on. Is this feel aligned to what other things I'm working on? Is this a distraction to my other priorities right now? Am I saying no completely or am I saying not right now? And I think that's an important distinction to talk about here on a boundaries episode. No doesn't have to be no, never. It can be, but no can also be a no, not right now. Yeah. No, no and, no but. And so, so can yes. Yes can be yes, I would like to meet with you, but in three months time. Yeah. Right. You don't have to think of it purely black and white. I'm either saying yes or no. There are shades of yes and no. That's something that like I had to learn in therapy, literally, which was the words I'm undecided, you know, and it's okay to say I'm undecided. I don't have to give an immediate yes. And I don't have to give an immediate no. Cause I was like the people pleaser. I was the yes man. You know, we've talked previously about how childhood traumas play out in business. You know, a real big one for a lot of people is fear of abandonment. I mean, I think, you know, most people have that fear in various levels. And, you know, when someone asks you to do something, the fear of saying no is a pretty potent fear. And so I wanted to kind of address that and kind of share like, you know, how can you, how can you say no or how can you assert your boundaries in a healthy way? And I love, Carl, that you shared about you know, customers reaching out to you in private messages on your private social pages, because I have that happening all the time as well. And, you know, if one of our projects is going slowly, we'll have a business owner who will message me. And they have channels to have, you know, things escalated with our team, but they choose for whatever reason not to use those channels to message me. Now, how I respond to those is really important because I have the opportunity of responding and asserting boundaries when I respond. I, these days, I don't, avoid them anymore, where previously I might've just avoided it, or I might've got really angry. These days now I respond and I say, hey, thanks so much. I'm not the best person to help you with this personally. However, what I can do to help is flag it with our leaders and our management who will be able to get it sorted out. So that's what I'm gonna do for you right now, right? So, you know, I kind of like remove the emotional tension around saying no. For me, the statement is I can say no and still be okay. I can say no and still be loved. I can say no and not be rejected or abandoned. So if you're looking for a mantra, you might want to use one of those mantras. I love that. But when you respect yourself, you build happiness in yourself and you build self-esteem in yourself when you honor your boundaries and you respect and you look after your boundaries. And you know that's just such an important underlying behavior to be able to build in yourself. And, you know, I had a mentor of mine, James Schramko, who was quite, is quite popular and well-known in the internet, internet marketing space. And he'd be given opportunities and outreach all the time. And he used to share with me his responses when someone, you know, offered for him to have a coffee with them. One of those, which was really clever, if someone said, hey, can we jump on a call? Or, hey, could we have a coffee? He would reply and say, hey, well, what would you like to cover? If we were to catch up, you know, what would you like to cover? And at that point, you know, most people will write a few sentences about what they're interested in. And then he would be able to respond and say either, yes, I'm interested, or in many cases, respond and say, I can best serve you by, and what would be followed by by 
would be something other than him giving his time, his time. to meet with that person. And like I a just podcast episode or a product or a service or something. It was, yeah, recommendation to someone, two sentences on where they could go to get help, but anything other than the thing that he was not interested in doing, which was actually giving his time. And I think, you know, we're so fearful. I know at least for myself, you know, I would be so fearful of saying no to someone because fearing that they would then reject me, uh, you know, me not wanting to reject them, that I just had no way of actually handling saying no to someone. Mm. And, you know, if you can learn a few of those frameworks, if you can go, okay, this person needs my help, but what's right for me is not to do what they want me to do. Well, how can I express love to this person? How can I support this person while also supporting and honoring myself and what I want? And that's like Mm. boundaries 101, right? And it's fucking hard to build that. That takes practice. Oh, I'm not, like I've got certain areas of my life that I feel like I've created boundaries that are really artificial with technology and things. But when it comes to me personally having to say no, like I still, is something that I'm still constantly working through. And my biggest wound that I think is around abandonment, you know, that's why like when a client cancels, if it's a number, I don't care. But if I know the story behind it, I feel awful because I think it triggers my uh, abandonment. They've left me, they've left. So I totally know what you're talking about. And it, you know, saying no is not always easy to, to friends, to family, to clients, to team members. Um, although, have you ever noticed that there are certain times when it's not hard to do? Mm. There's a time when you know, there are those moments where it's just the thought of not saying no just doesn't come past you. And I can't tell you what yours are, but there are certain times that when a team member comes to me with an idea, I could have no problem saying, no, not, not, not going to happen. No way in hell. Where there are other times they'll come to me and I'm like, oh, what's the difference? It's the value. It's the certainty I have within me around what I will and will not tolerate. And I think that's a big part of what these boundaries are, is you getting clear on what you will and will not tolerate and shifting that then building the muscle of learning to say no when yeah and i don't know if you've noticed this pete i can totally do this if i say yes to something that i know deep down i wanted to say no to i feel it around my solar plexus kind of chest area there's i don't know if it's a tightness i can't describe it properly but i get this feeling where it's like my body is telling me you just said an absolute lie like you've regretted saying yes to that or it could be no. Maybe I've said no to something and my body's saying, no, actually that was, a, that was a yes. And so start to pay attention to those things as well when you're building this muscle of no. Yeah, in the study of Tantra and some other you know, meditative type studies as well, I've learned of a, a modality of asking your mind, asking your heart, asking your gut and asking your genitals what you think about a decision and actually feeling into each one of those energy centers and feeling what your body is saying. And we'll do another whole episode on that another time. Because that genitals one is new. I've heard about the head, the heart, and the gut, but wow. (laughs) You got to listen to what they're saying. And that's, you know, in the simplest sense, placing your hand there and just feeling into, you know, what is my decision here? What is my true decision? And there's a beautiful quote that I heard recently. If I truly love myself, what will Mm -hmm. I do? If I I truly love myself and want to do what's right for me, what will I do? Because we all get to show up in the world in the way where, you know, if we're shining the brightest, we're going to serve others to a higher level. But actually being connected to your yourself and your own boundaries is really 
the first step in making sure that you can actually do that in a healthy and an integrated way. I love that. I love that question. If I truly love myself, what would I do? Mm. Yeah. Beautiful. I think that's a good place to wrap this up. Any final words when it comes to saying no and setting boundaries in business and life? I have no final words apart from when you look after yourself and when you fill your cup and when you set the boundaries around your garden, then you're able to show up better for others. And so respecting, appreciating yourself and looking after yourself is the way for you to be able to show up in abundance for others that are around you. And you're going to feel a whole lot better about yourself when you're listening to what your yeses are, what your noes are, and remembering that it's okay to say maybe, or I'm undecided at this time. Mm, Beautiful words. Yes. I think that's my biggest thing that I want you to take away from this is that there's not a black and white yes and no. There are shades around it. No, but no, and yes, but in five months time or- And make no the default. Say no before you say anything else. You don't need to make yes the default. No can be a safe default. Isn't that the complete opposite of a movie where it was like, say yes to everything everything, <laughs> and the world changes. Start saying no to everything and seeing how the world changes and then find a nice balance in between. Look, let's end this episode. Just a reminder, guys, you can find all the show notes for this episode and other episodes at rising.show. That's .show instead of .com in case you hadn't figured it out by now. So rising.show is where you get all the show notes. You can find all previous episodes as well as on your favorite podcasting players, apps, Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, wherever it is you like to tune in to these episodes we would love to hear from you leave a review if you're lazy just click on the stars and tell us how many stars it is if you'd like to take a little bit of extra time to share what you liked about the episodes or which was your favorite episode we'd love comments they're amazing but not required the stars just as useful from a ranking point of view and to help us know whether we're delivering value and then finally if you've got questions you've got a specific business question we would love love to answer it on a future episode so don't feel afraid to reach out and even though we've said we might not answer everything we'll at least see your question and we'll love to cover it on a future episode so go to rising.show you can use the contact there or hit us up on our instagram page which i do not remember the handle but you'll find that at rising.show and or facebook page as well so thank you for listening that's it from me see you later and uh enjoy see you later bye